give your spirit some fuel for the rush. Today's hot Christian music mix with Davina Japal from Joy Radio. This is Joy Radio. Davina Japal here with you. And on the phones with us right now is gospel artist Jonathan McReynolds. This would not be your first time coming to Toronto. I know you've been in Toronto before, but would this be your first time for New Year's Eve at Open Heavens? Absolutely, it will be. I'm very excited to see, you know, Toronto in this light. Now, were you, actually, were you in attendance uh, on Tuesday at the GMA Dove Awards? Yes, I was. How was it? Oh, it was awesome, just like it always is. Really, really incredible music. Yeah, yeah. Great to see friends and people that I admire greatly. Yeah, Great yeah. Great to see them again. Good, good. Did anything surprise you? Um, I would say the most surprising thing was meeting one of my favorite uh, groups, Flat. You know, that was incredible, Gary LeBeau. That was really cool to see them. They're incredible, um, you know, to me, Hall of Famers in the Christian, uh, in the country world and they're uh, believers as well. So it was really cool to see them and to get some of the love that I had for them to see that it was mutual. It was really cool. Now, let's just pull it back to the time when you were in seminary um, in Chicago. Did you really or did you have any aspirations of becoming a gospel artist when you were studying? Uh, by then, I had already kind of started with the career. Um reason why I did it was because I was actually going to be traveling around so much. I knew I'd miss a lot of church and I knew that I would need to find a way to force myself uh, to make sure that I stayed in the word and stayed kind of connected even as I were, you know, I was in, in flight most of the time on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah, I actually only did it just for that, just to kind of make sure that even what I was saying while I was on the mic as a musician and as an artist was, you know, biblically sound. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Not only, you know, when we talk um, and we speak before people, but even in our ministry itself, when you're writing, how much of your writing is is rooted in the scripture that you know of? Uh, you know what? I don't, uh, you know, I can't trace it. I don't think there's too much that I intentionally try to just make, you know, scripture verbatim. Um, but, you know, when you put that inside of you and you write from, mm. you know, that well, um, and it's in there, mm-hmm. you know, you look up and at, as the song is over, you see, oh, man, I've packed a lot of doctrine in, in two lines. And um, uh, it's just really been an incredible, um, you know, exercise for me to make sure that what's in there, uh, whether I, you know, pull from it uh, intentionally or not, What's in there is pure and what's in there is sound. And, uh, you know, I believe that it's been reflected in my music. So from your latest album, Make Room, which track actually do you consider most profound? Which track do you find often speaks to you as you're going through your day to day? Well, all of them. I mean, you know, it's all from my life. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you guys know anything about my music, I don't I don't necessarily just try to write worship music or music for a church service or anything like that and all the music is i call it life music because it definitely comes directly out of a life you know that you know is pursuing god but sometimes misses sometimes gets distracted and i think that's what keeps it uh you know kind of from a fresh you know different perspective uh so i mean all of my music is like a a page in a diary or a journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they all, you know, have their relevance from day to day. I will say that you know, going to the double wards and you get to, you know, see just the amazing gifts that we have in the kingdom. 
a very important song uh, that I normally even try to uh, repost and re, um, you know, scream from my pages is Comparison Kills. Because I think a lot of us you know, see a lot of things that happen. They see a lot of highlights from other people. And we forget what God has done for us and kind of kills our joy, kills our peace, even can, you know, kind of destroy our, um, you know, path towards what God wants us to do. And so, you know, I just, I would say comparison kills. And, you know, in a week like this, where I'm just around so much greatness, uh, is always, is, is, you know, extra important this week for me. Mm, well said. Tell us about the makings of Cycles. Yeah, Cycles is another one, one of my favorite songs, another thing that comes directly out of my life experience and just realizing that, you know, a lot of the things that happen, uh, a lot of things that I fall into or fall for, uh, they're not new. You know, this is stuff that I've seen before. I've seen maybe with a different name or a different year, but I've seen it before. And um, it was about time that I started to realize that, you know, sometimes the enemy wasn't even being that creative <laughs> in how to deal with me. Mm-hmm. I'd already kind of shown him what worked. And uh, just to make sure that I, I enlist, you know, God's support, I, I enlist Jesus' support mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't continue to make the same recurring mistakes again. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's the one that's going to help us break all these cycles of, you know, depression and temptation and financial, uh, you know, uh, misuse and everything like that. I I just really believe that uh, a lot of it is cyclical. It's not just isolated incidents. Uh, It's something that has been proven to mess you up in the past. And, you know, with this song, I declare that it won't won't do that again. It won't succeed again. Do you find some of the songs actually check you after you've written them and performed them and you're just, again, living out your day-to-day? You know, they they actually come back and say, hey, you know, you have to live up to that. Yeah, my entire, um, you know, yeah, album and just the entire catalog from the very beginning. Uh, you know, again, I didn't really plan on being an artist when I was, was not, when I was writing that stuff, uh, that early stuff. And so, you know, I wrote it, you know, very honestly from my very kind of naive point of view. I probably put way too much of my heart and way too much of my mm-hmm. life in these songs, even from no gray, you know, where I started um, loving me and all that other stuff. You know, I probably I probably said too much, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but you know that was God's plan because not only uh, did it free a lot of other people to be that transparent, but it also helped me to a standard, and and you know it made me accountable to the things that I've said and the things that I, you know, the, the goals that I put before myself, particularly the ones that I expressed in song. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm sure that you know I'm a lot better. Uh, than my songs. I'm sure that I'm a lot worse than my songs as well. And so it's just really making sure that uh, even even though the songs hold me accountable, uh, ultimately I'm not even doing it to make those songs, uh, you know, feel good. I'm doing it to make God smile. And so uh, all of it is just really an incredible way that God saw fit to make me more like Him. Tell us a little bit about Lover of My Soul. How did that evolve? Well, Lover of My Soul is actually a song, one of the few songs that, you know, I did write actually for, you know, worship service. You know, again, most of my music is straight out of life, but, you know, part of, 
a Christian's life is the actual worship service. And I was uh, leading worship at one of my favorite churches in the world, New Life in Chicago, Illinois. And honestly, you know, being a, a organist and, you know, not even being a part of kind of the worship, uh, you know, movement, you know, growing up in a Pentecostal church, we didn't even sing songs like, you know, Love of My Soul or what Todd or Travis or Tasha are singing. Um, so, you know, I didn't know that many. And so it was always important for me to just kind of write some, um, you know, for that. You know, there's only so many anthems and things that I knew. And so that was one of the songs that I wrote specifically for uh, New Life in that service, knowing how they pay attention to words and knowing kind of our plight in the, you know, urban community in Chicago and, and just, just how we were thinking and how we were tweeting and how we were posting. Uh, it was very necessary that or I felt like it was a necessary sentiment and message to give that we must trust God because everything that we're tweeting about everything that we're lacking everything that we're not sure of uh, God is and he has it all under control so I needed it and I knew that my family new life needed it too so I'm just really blessed that everybody else outside of that uh, you know, uh, is feeling it as well. Amen to that. Um, again, like another track that uh, really blesses me is God is good. Um, but with that track in mind, the question is, what are, since you are very transparent, like what are some of your challenges that you're currently wrestling with uh, in, your fa- in your faith walk with God? Um, listen to make room. I think they're all there. You know, uh, I'm not lying to you. I mean, it's all it's all right there. Mm-hmm. Doing better, you know, after you know falling. Um, you know, you know what 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 do you do next? You know, um, you know, making sure that cycles are, are ended. Um, deliverance is held on to. Um, you know, making sure that I trust God, even with what I'm doubting, knowing that he's sure of, and ultimately just making sure that in all the stuff that I do, and I do a lot, even in the name of God, scholarships and books and albums mm-hmm. and tour dates and everything else, make sure that I'm not doing more of that than I am. I'm not doing more for him or in his name than I'm doing with him. And um, all of that, you know, is, is definitely kind of the... Uh, the struggle list for Jonathan McReynolds. Right, right. I hear that. So with the tours, the concerts, the recordings, and everything that you do, um, how do you refuel? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. I think <laughs> I think I'm benefiting from the fact that, you know, I'm still holding on to the last bit of 20s and, you know, don't have, you know, family, uh, you know, that that depends on, on me too hard. But, um, you know, I'm definitely trying to figure out just how to rest and refuel. At the end of the day, I realize that most of it is, is actually resting, going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, you know, for me, I have to make sure that my mind, uh, which is always running, making sure that it kind of either stops running for a second or gets focused on, you know, more fun things. You know, even as we speak, I'm, you know, up in a cabin in the mountains just looking at the, you know, the wildlife and the things that are happening. My mind is still probably going crazy, but at least it's going crazy on something else and mm-hmm. not burning out on the same thing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think all that is important for somebody. And honestly, we're all wired differently uh, and rest is going to look differently for, for all of us. Um, I, for me, sometimes it's just playing basketball. And so you just have to find it. 
stick to it, write it down so you can remind yourself next time you get kind of tired and burned out what you did to refuel. Okay, um, moving right along, my next question deals with the public eye. I had the pleasure of speaking with like Jasmine Murray, um, and I've heard, you know, Tori Kelly and Alessia Cara share their story about uh, depression and insecurities of being in the public eye. As a noted gospel artist, how do you deal with fame and the scrutiny that comes with it, especially being in the music industry? Yeah, it's absolutely tough. And for somebody like, well, actually, all those amazing ladies that you mentioned, two of which, you know, I'm good friends with, Jasmine and Tori, uh, we're all young. We're all in our 20s. And we're all trying to learn how to live life, just the the normal stuff that everybody has to figure out. We have to figure it out in front of people, Mm -hmm. uh, scrutinizing every every little mistake or every little, uh, you know, thing that maybe we don't say well or things that maybe we don't say at all. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite ridiculous sometimes. And I think the most important ingredient is to have real people, uh, to have real friends, to have real family that really love and care about you, that can give you a, you know, objective, um, you know, but also rational, reasonable perspective on the things that you're doing and not doing, you know, and having that, having that grounding, uh, with people, God given people, uh, is, is probably most important for me. Uh, of course, we know about wisdom. We know about seeking God for peace, uh, and joy. Uh, but at the end of the day, the worst thing that depression does is it kind of isolates you from people. And Christianity was never meant to be done by yourself. It was always meant to be done in a community. And sometimes the way the devil would love for depression to work is to move us away from the people that could pull us out. And so at the end of the day, I have some good friends. I have some good family uh, that sees all that's happening. They are proud of what's going on. They're not overly impressed. They're not, you know, uh, their eyes don't have stars in them. Uh, and they're always ready to make sure that you know, both of my feet are on the ground and my heart is always dealt with and addressed. Uh, my health is always dealt with and addressed and all that is very important. I'm thankful for them because they are an extension of God's grace just like anything else. So this year at Open Heavens on December the 31st, you you will be leading us in worship. Um, but with that being said, like what would be your, what are some of your expectations for 2019? Man, just a lot. You know, I'm actually, you know, in the process of kind of writing everything down. There's a lot of different, um, you know, things that I want to put, you know, a lot of seeds I want to put in the ground, a lot of different career endeavors uh, outside of music that I'm really excited about, you know, from real estate to this book that's coming out in a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, a, a new online platform that we're working on and just a lot of incredible, incredible things. But honestly, me being 29 and knowing that this time next year, I will be the big three zero. There's just some things that as a, uh, you know, as a man, as a human, I really want to, you know, make sure I spend time on some things that I conquer, some things that I learn how to, uh, you know, deal with appropriately and just some perspectives that, that change, you know, at the end of the day, uh, God has such a long term plan for our lives and a long term plan for the kingdom. And if we don't see it that way, we'll get really stressed out and anxious about the little details, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not realizing that sometimes we have to hold on very tightly to our purpose, but very loosely to our plans. And so that's what I'm trying to shift myself before 
you know, I move into the next decade of my life. That's what I'm most excited about is that my mental health will take a uh, incredible boost and a leap as I now focus on that a little more than, you know, all the work and things that I want to accomplish. Well, with that being said, you're turning 30 next year. That is uh, a big, a big decade. Um, are you dating anyone special? Because I know a lot of my sisters here in Toronto would know, would want to know, I should say. I'm, of course, dating. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, still single, unmarried at the moment. But, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm taking it slowly. Uh, again, uh, based on all the things I've kind of done in my 20s, I didn't even give a whole lot of good time and energy to that part of my life. So even that, in the next couple of years, I want to change as well. That's I'll let you know, know if something gets serious. You better let us know. Actually, when you were talking, the name that came to mind was Jasmine Murray. Like, you guys are, it seems like a good match. She's a great girl. Absolutely. We'll see. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for, for your punctuality uh, in calling us. Thank you for sitting and making the time just to chat with us. And we can't wait, really, to um, be led by you in worship at this year's Open Heavens on December the 31st. Are there any last words that you would like to share with us before we go? Just continue to make room. Check out the album so you'll know all the songs by the time I get there for Open Heaven. I uh, can't wait to see you guys. I always have a great time in Toronto and uh, I'm sure this will be no different. Let's bring in the new year together. Giving thanks for his love and building up the kingdom across the Golden Horseshoe. This is The Rush with Davina Japal on Hometown Christian Radio for the GTA.